Hey there, all you divas, tell us what a diva do. Diva hit low tone, low tone, diva hit low tone, low tone. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. She's laughing, but she's saying, that was pretty good. <laughs> well, I the don't intro- know what that means to me. <laughs> the intro to the show now has just been recorded. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. This is episode seven. How do you feel about that? Uh, something about heaven. Yeah. It's lucky number Slevin. I never understood that. I think the guy's name is Slevin in the um. movie. Write in about Write ha- <laughs> 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 in about that. We're going to be distracted by, by the way, Murder Face is murdering oh, faces. That's oh. her favorite toy. She's She is turned on to charm. You never hear her on the podcast, but we see her doing things. She's bunny kicking so, it. Oh, my God. Get it. Get it. So here we are back at Monica's apartment. Got the cats around. Got some beverages. Uh, we're doing this during the day this time, so our beverages are non-alcoholic. So we're sorry. This is going to be the dry, sober podcast today. Mm. Let's start off by telling everybody again where you do the quizzes. Tuesdays, Fitzgerald's in Ballard. Wednesdays, the Blue Grouse in Georgetown. And I'm Mondays at the Skylark Cafe in West Seattle. Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma. And Thursdays at the Local 907 in Renton, all of them start at 7.30. All of them are free. All of them have prizes. And I believe all these places have booze. Oh, yeah. So get I've your drink on. Sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with a, a segment that we have not done in a while. Uh, mistakes were made in the last podcast. Uh, you called it something the last time we did it. I don't know, but now we're going to call it. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> Fine. So in the last podcast, we were talking about the song We Are the World, and I said it was recorded after the Grammys. It was not. It was recorded after the American Music Awards, which apparently people went to back in 1985. Um, that's the big crystal triangle pyramid award that they give out and i'm not even sure what the criteria is for that but that was after the american music awards not the grammy awards Quizfix regrets the error i cannot believe you got that yeah wrong. i can't believe you didn't correct me well i thought about it but i didn't want to be rude that's that's awfully nice of you <laughs> awfully nice um i was reading that prince was invited to sing we are the world and declined and they gave him a lot of crap for that but then he donated a song to the album and the proceeds of that went to famine relief so he kind of made up for it but there was some sort of controversy there was this is an era now where there was like a beef between michael jackson and prince i don't remember this from really? back in the day but you know Michael Jackson was the big thing and then Prince was also a big thing and maybe the two big things just couldn't get into the same room at the same time. I well, don't know. I think know. they were fighting over who had the higher voice. Yes, who wore the more flashy clothes. Who was like the skinniest weirdo. Who was the better dancer. Michael Jackson. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, probably. He was an amazing probably. dancer. Probably. So let's do the answers to the audio round. We had the audio round last week was a tough, tough one. And our lack of entries showed it. Not too many people entered last week. 
Uh, we did the TV theme songs with the lyrics and substituted words from the titles with meows. And uh, we did try to get Puka to meow lo- loud enough to put in the <laughs> recordings, but her her meow was too dainty. Yeah. So we did it ourselves. It was pathetic. Here is the winner of the audio round challenge, Dan Sparks. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done. That's That was a tough one. Here are the answers right here. Right meow. <laughs> So while this audio, uh, the answers were playing, uh, Monica said to me, she doesn't know what Bonanza is. So I'm going to explain Bonanza to you right now. Okay, all right. Bonanza was a Western. Uh, Lauren Green, who you may know from the very early 1980s version of Battlestar Galactica. Okay. He played Adama in the original. He was the father of the Cartwrights. Michael Landon, who you might know as Little House on the Prairie guy, mm-hmm. uh, he played Little Joe. He was one of his sons. And it was basically a guy and three sons on this big ranch called the Ponderosa. And they had adventures and fell in love and fell out of love. And that was pretty much it. And it was a big TV show for a few years back in the 60s, maybe early 70s. It stretched into but it kind of launched the careers of Lauren Green and Michael Landon. That does not sound like a show I would enjoy. No. The theme song, the melody was like, dun da dun da dun da dun bonanza It's all coming back to you now. I was wondering which one of those was the one you didn't know. That's Bonanza. That's interesting. I don't don't really like westerns a lot because everything looks so dirty. (laughs) You do start to wonder, like, you see, like, the guy walking in from the the trail and uh, walks into the saloon and grabs the woman who's been dancing and sweating on stage and they embrace and you're like, they must smell awful. Oh, I thought that 
every single episode of Deadwood. Yes. It's like, oh my God, these people must stay. But you know, Deadwood, they don't, I mean, they almost play it up like, you know, this is, this is a stinky place. Yeah. This is, this is a it disgusting. it probably was. It was. There's <laughs> a great, there's a great uh, Western that Robert Altman uh, directed called McCabe and Mrs. Miller with Warren Beatty. And it's just takes place in this like really new gold rush mining town and everything just looks so decrepit. And so it just looks like everything is run down and gross and you can just, you can smell the garbage and it's awful. But maybe back in that time you were just used to it. It's like, well, this is how people smell. This is how the place smells. We're just going with it. I read that people used to have, like, a little bag of, like, herbs and stuff Mm -hmm. that they could put up to their face yeah, to block out the smell of the other people. Yeah. Which sometimes on the bus I wish I had one of those. (laughs) You could bring it back. A little potpourri bag right there. Just, like, bring it up, like, daintily to your face and, like, oh. Enough garbage and smell talk. <laughs> let's let's uh, get started with the podcast. Okay. It's time for the lightning round. Lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Monica is going to ask me five questions. I'm going to ask her five questions. We're going to give a total of ten answers. Some of them are going to be right. Some of them might not be. (laughs) What is my subject this week? We are recording this on International Women's Day. Oh, yes. So it's some questions about some chicks. All right. (laughs) Your questions, because I know you had a fun night last night, are uh, alcoholic drinks, specifically beer and shot combinations. Oh, my. Yeah. All right. Here we go with the lightning round. Question number one. The U-Boat, a drink popular in Germany and Poland, is made with a glass of beer and a shot of what kind of liquor dropped into the glass? Vodka? That is correct. Yay. Number one. Well oh, done. That it does sound terrible. God, why did I allow you to choose this <laughs> round for me? Oh, this is going to be fun. Your first question Diana Prince was able to turn into who? Wonder Woman! Yes, extra points for singing it. Uh, question number two for you, the Citywide Special that is available at many Philadelphia bars. It's a shot of whiskey chased by what brand of American award-winning beer? Is it Yingling? Oh, that's a really good guess. It is Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mm. Pabst won a Blue Ribbon. Uh, this is according to the Wikipedias. Uh, the company claimed that its flagship beer was renamed Pamps Blue Ribbon following its win as America's Best at the World Expo in Chicago in 1893. And then it says, whether the brand actually won an award in 1893 is unclear. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Uh, Next question. What woman has been described as a woman who pulled herself up by her bra straps? I really hope that's Dolly Parton. No. Oh, no. It's Madonna. Madonna. That's a good one. Madonna. Madonica. Yeah, Madonica. (laughs) When, When Monica sings at karaoke, when she sings a Madonna song, I try to announce her as Madonica. All right, your question number three. What drink made with lager beer and a shot of scotch shares its name with a job done by Willie on The Simpsons? The groundskeeper? It is the groundskeeper. That's yes. the name of that drink. <laughs> <laughs> 
beer cocktails are very a very strange uh, subset of cocktails. Yeah, they are. Some of them are good. My mom used to drink beer and tomato juice called a red beer. Oh, my God. And then in England, I remember getting beer and lemonade together called a shandy. Oh, I've had a shandy. And I love a good shandy. In the summertime, get really like cold, weak lager beer and lemonade. Mix that together on a hot day. That's good living right there. Mm-hmm. Who was the first woman in Italy to be awarded a degree in medicine? Hmm. I, I don't know. Maria Montessori. Oh, from the schools. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one, too. I like that. So she was a doctor? It says natural sciences. Okay. Uh, so when did the Montessori schools open? When did that first happen? 1907. Okay. In 1911, it came to the U.S. I'm not even sure what a Montessori school is indifferent to a regular school. They put, like, different age groups together. Okay. So they don't have, like, separate grades as much. They have, like, younger kids, like, four to six or whatever, doing stuff together. Okay. Basically, it's some it's some liberal hippie shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell on this podcast. We're into some liberal hippie shit. <laughs> So we're down. It's my we're, band name. We're down. <laughs> it's a little bit Monica and the liberal hippie shits. All right, here's your next question. Number four for Monica. What term for a shot and a beer is shared with the athletic teams of Purdue University? Hmm. I don't remember. That is a boilermaker. Uh, I knew that. <laughs> I just couldn't remember it. Okay. Madeleine Albright became the first woman in U.S. government to be what? She was the first female secretary of state. Yep. Under, goodness, Reagan? Or was she Clinton? <laughs> that sound of staring at me was brought to you by Monica. <laughs> sound of staring. Isn't that a uh, Simon and Garfunkel song? Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to stare at you again. Because <laughs> I don't know who Metal Albright is. Clinton. Clinton. Got it. All right, question number five. Last one for Monica. If you drop a shot of whiskey and Bailey's into a pint of Guinness and drink it real fast... What kind of drink is that? That's an Irish car bomb. That is correct. And uh, there's a reason why you have to drink it fast. Because it curdles? I don't do stunt drinking. (laughs) You know, if it's possibly going to make me that ill just by drinking it, I'm passing. Here's your last question. How did Golda Meir, the former prime minister of Israel... Respond to a question about how it felt to be a woman minister. God, how would you answer that question? She has a really good answer. Oh, no. I don't know. I want to know this. She said, I don't know. I've never been a man minister. <laughs> Get that, Golda. <laughs> Nicely done. I did, do, did not do well at that quiz. Well, last week you got every single one of them, so I thought I had to be a little harsher this week. Well, harsher it was, <laughs> but uh, lovely that we uh, got to celebrate International Women's Day with me failing a quiz about international women. <laughs> I think the only one that I got right was about a fictional person. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it is. You got the Secretary of State one. Okay, so. fine. Um, all right. That was the lightning round.
Let's do some game prep. All right, let's get you ready for this week's possible questions at your possible quizzes, possibly. Monica? In 44 BC, mm-hmm. Julius Caesar does not beware the Ides of March and is assassinated by several Roman senators. He was stabbed 23 times. That is the literal definition of overkill. Have you ever been stabbed? No, I have not been properly stabbed. <laughs> are you uh, Are you offering? <laughs> <laughs> All right, 461 A.D., back into the 80s now. St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland, dies on March 17th, and this date becomes an international celebration of all things Irish. Do you do St. Patrick's Day stuff? It can be kind of a big deal back in Ohio. I haven't seen much of it here, though. Oh, it, there's places that um, one of our uh, uh, venues, Murphy's, up on in Wallingford, has a big day planned. See, I don't like a holiday telling me when to drink. Like, I'll tell me when to drink. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got that part covered. <laughs> I'm me. That's reason enough yeah, exactly. to drink. I'm celebrating me. It's me day. March 14th, 1592. This date is referred to as Ultimate Pie Day as its month, day, and year has the most digits of pi. 3.141592. Yeah, I'm sure back in 1592 that was huge. <laughs> that was a big drinking holiday. <laughs> We're going to go get pie-faced. <laughs> Were you a math person? Were you a person that liked math? No. Yeah, me neither. But I was, for some reason, I was shoved into, like, the advanced math classes. Even though I knew I wasn't ready and it went too fast for me and I should have held back. But I had, like, the best teacher. And it was the first math class where I'm like, I'm understanding things because <laughs> he wrote his own textbook. Oh, okay. And he was just such a goof. And every day at the end of class, he would say, have a great day and think about math. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody loves math. Maybe a little too much. That's cool. I love teachers like that. Yeah. Uh, 1639, the college at Newtown is renamed after clergyman John Harvard, who willed the three-year-old school his money and his library. They received uh, over 400 books to start the Harvard Library from John Harvard, and so they said, you know what, we'll name it after you. 1850, American Express is founded by two familiar financial names, Henry Wells and William Fargo. Folks, you can bet this is going to be a quiz question. That's a two-pointer right there. Who founded American Express? Wells Fargo. Well done. (laughs) You said you're not on top of things today. You are sharp. (laughs) <laughs> I read that so fast. <laughs> She's a genius. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm applying to Harvard. <laughs> oh, the essay is just two questions. Who founded American <laughs> Express and what is your name? I'm in. <laughs> Mom, I did it. Do you have an American Express card? No. Okay. Do you have a social security number? Yeah. What are its last nine digits? The last nine, last nine or digits. the first nine? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> give, give, give them both to me off the air and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Eighteen ninety four, candy store owner Joseph Biedenarn becomes the first person to bottle Coca Cola. It had been out for a while; it was only available in the fountains. And he said, "You know, it would be a good idea. Let's put it in a bottle." Now, this isn't the classic. Coke bottle that hadn't been made yet. It was just uh, some bottles he had around. 
but he basically started the bottling industry for uh, sodas. Hmm. Yeah. So were they like milk bottles? They were water bottles that he had uh, he had just had around, and he just got the idea that he could sell them and have people take them out of the store and uh, increase his sales, and he was right. How about your favorite soda that's not a cola? Probably orange. The Crush? The Orange Crush? Yeah. 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 No, not an orange, an orange fan. But that that's good for you, though, because it has that vitamin C in it, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The healthy soda. 1918. Congress establishes time zones in the U.S. and approves daylight savings time. That was yesterday, so if you haven't set your clocks an hour ahead, welcome to the future. (laughs) Hawaii and Arizona are the two states that do not do daylight savings. Oh. And I don't really know why. I know Hawaii opted out of doing it. So they, they made the rule, and then all the states got to vote on it, and most of them went, all right, we'll do it. Actually, I think in Arizona... There are parts of the state that do it. There are parts. It's like So Arizona can have two different times. At certain times, yeah. Yeah, that's confusing. See, I think it should be done with. I don't think we should do it. I'm not surprised that you don't think we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> it screws people up. Yeah, for a couple days. You know, know you don't really get more light i know it doesn't change the way the sun works (laughs) right exactly it's like you know so adjust your own schedule it's like buildings that keep out the 13th floor because 13 is a lucky number it's like no no there's a 13th floor you're on the 14th floor it says 14 but it's really the 13th floor we're too smart for ourselves is what happens it's like you got to get up pretty early in the morning to trick me. me. Well, that won't be happening because I did not get up early. Well, then with daylight <laughs> saving time, it just ruins the whole thing. 1931, Nevada Governor Fred Balzar. He signs two bills allowing both legal gambling and quickie divorces, making the city of Reno very, very popular. Now, we know about the gambling, but do you know about the quickie divorces? I do a little bit because I know that a lot of famous people in Hollywood at that time would go to Nevada to get a quickie divorce so Mm -hmm. they could get married to the next one. So the rule is, and I don't think there's a rule on this anymore, but the rule was at the time that you had to live in a state for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Like six months or something like that in order to uh, get a divorce. And so they go like buy a little shack somewhere. Yeah, they uh, Nevada turned it to six weeks, so all you had to do was get there for six weeks, and then you could get your divorce. But <laughs> in the meantime, you're living six weeks with this person that you want to divorce. I mean, that's long enough. You don't have to live with them. You just get the address. You just have to. Li- you have to live there. You have. To I don't live- think both of you have to live there. Just one person just one at the party. Person. I was going to say. Probably the man. Probably probably (laughs) the guy. Stupid guy. 1933. Franklin Roosevelt gives a radio address from the White House, trying to stem fears from the growing banking crisis. It's the first of what would be known as his fireside chats. This was also right about the same time that uh, the Nielsen company started to uh, put little instruments in the homes so that uh, you could they could tell what radio station you were listening to at any given time, which was the start of the whole Nielsen ratings system. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder if Roosevelt got good ratings. I bet he did. I bet he did. I mean, four terms. He was pretty pretty popular. He was popular. That blanket over his legs. It's a classy move. It's a classy move. Maybe like the over the wall, there's like two rifles over the fireplace. Like, you know, maybe a bearskin rug, something like that. Somebody tied up in the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably going on. 
now it's turned into Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> exactly. You got a guy naked putting it with a well with a dog in it and it puts a lotion in the basket. And What's the dog's name? Is it Precious? Something like that. I don't remember. We should know the dog's name. Let's look that up. I think it's Precious. Precious. Yes. Very nicely done. <laughs> Very nicely done. The first name, her real name was Darla. Oh, Darla Precious. Darla Precious. Puka. <laughs> <laughs> you are not precious. Not today. 1956. My Fair Lady, a musical based on George Bernard Shaw's play Pygmalion, Opens on Broadway with Rex Harrison and Julie Andrews in the lead roles. We've sort of talked about My Fair Lady in the past. You taught, brought that up in the Oscar trivia. We mm-hmm. did how she was replaced by Audrey Hepburn and then came back with Sound of Music and yeah. said Neener Neener. I love that musical. That is maybe my favorite musical. It's definitely top three. Me too. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly why, but it's, I, I love the, the dialogue and it's really great. The music's fantastic. Um, maybe because it's, it's not a big dance spectacle. It's really just all about the words and music. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a bunch of, I mean, one of the big songs is I could have danced all night. So there is some dancing. But it's more but just... But she, then she's just talking about dancing. Right, right. <laughs> well, there's the big scene in uh, when they're trying to figure out whether she is the... Uh, uh, if she's really the royalty that she pretends to be. And she's being she's dancing around with the prince and... and uh, she doesn't even pretend to be royalty. They just assumed right, that she was. Right, they Because kind of, she spoke so Wow. Yeah. Which is how you can tell. Yes. That someone is royalty. That's how I know that I'm royalty. Because I speak so well. <laughs> just you wait. Henry Iggins, just you wait. <laughs> just you wait, Henry Iggins, just you wait. You'll be sorry, but your tears will be too light. You'll be broken, I'll have money. Will I help you, Darby? Funny, just you wait, Enrigins, just you wait. Just you wait, Enrigins, till you're sick. And you scream to fetch a doctor double quick. I'll be off a second later and go straight to the theater. Oh, oh, oh Enrigins, just you wait. It's time for tips. And tricks. It's tips and tricks and tippity tricks. Meow, 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 meow. It's not just the tip. <laughs> I had a team name called that. Oh, did they? <laughs> I love the fact that you have these people listening to the pub uh, to the podcast. I talk the... about it a lot. Good, good. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, something very specific to Monica and I. We're going to talk about some war stories from hosting pub quizzes. Things that have happened. Mishaps, heckles, complaints, uh, disruptions. Probably the worst thing that happened was when my dad and my stepmom were visiting in Seattle. And I was just over the moon excited. And... They showed up, and I announced to everybody that my parents were there, and yay. And then I get this drunk heckler. Mm. And it was like the worst day for this to happen. Normally, I just get annoyed, and I can ignore them or deal, you know. But I was so mad about it. That I almost started to cry, like oh, no. anger tears, but I didn't. I think I might have in the bathroom later. <laughs> 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 but it was just like embarrassing, and eventually he had to be asked to leave. Well, that's good that you have that you had a venue that was 
Oh yeah, that, that is that. Preston. He would totally. Preston's a dude. He's he's a, he's a good man. He, yeah. He's uh he runs the show over there at the Blue Grouse, and he's awesome. I mean, you don't have to play, but you can be quiet, and you he certainly was, don't have to heckle. He was kind of playing, right? And his deal was that after the halftime, when I read the scores, mm-hmm. because the team that my parents were on was in the lead, he was convinced that it was like rigged oh. for them to win. Yeah, it probably was. We usually, <laughs> it do, was that. We, we usually do that for our family members <laughs> is rig the quiz. Actually, we do the opposite. If, if I know that family's coming, I'm making it hard on them. <laughs> they're, they're not getting any quarter from me. Well, that's that's too bad. So he kept like yelling about that, and he tried to take the mic. Ooh. So he could say it into the mic that it was rigged. Let's let let me tell you right now, <laughs> if you come to one of my quizzes and try to grab the mic, you're you're not going to last very long. <laughs> that's that's a big big no no. That's my microphone. You don't get that microphone. Yeah, that's Monica's microphone. <laughs> she will fight you for that mic microphone. I was like, go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> And the three Musketeers were there, and they're really nice about it. But they did find it pretty funny <laughs> that he thought that it was rigged, like a trivia night. They just had a smart team, and it was like a big team. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I was just so angry that that happened that sucks it totally ruined it something i was so excited about but they did get to see me do the song which was important (laughs) (laughs) yes if you haven't gone to monica's quizzes monica sings a song uh actually the song that starts the podcast (laughs) so you can hear her do that live if you go to one of her quizzes when i subbed for her at one of the places i was requested to sing the song so I had to sing the song. <laughs> you recorded it for yeah, me. Yeah, I did. I sent it to Monica. It's like, this is what you're making me do. <laughs> Let's get trivial. Trivial. <laughs> you almost forget the word. I did. I almost said, let's get quizzical <laughs> for some reason. What is your like worst heckler story? Uh, the worst one that I can remember is it was at an Irish bar. This is going back a few years now. And it's another guy at the bar who just would not shut up. He wasn't playing. He was just shouting wrong answers, right answers. He was just being a jerk. People around him were angry, but he wasn't being stopped by them. And finally, he finished his drinks, and the bartenders were like, get him out of there. And he was a little miffed about that. But then he came up to me while I was in the middle of reading a question and he was like, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. I just had to do it. And I said, no, you didn't. No, you did not. No, you didn't. <laughs> and then he got pissed because I wouldn't uh, shake his hand and take his apology. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't get to be a jerk. And then it all goes away by you saying, ah, I had to do it. It's like, you didn't have to do it. And so the on voices his voices in my head told me I so, had to. So on his way out the door, uh, he was he was uh, ranting and raving about how I wouldn't take his apology, and then I just made fun of him on the microphone as he walked out the door. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I just you know <laughs> here's the thing that you have to remember is that you you may be uh, drunk and heckly and and ready to do all that. But we have microphones. We will be yeah. louder than you. We will be way louder than you. And people in the bar are on our side. They're not on your side. It's true. So if you think you can go and be disruptive, it's kind of like at a comedy club. You know, you may think that you're doing something great heckling a comedian, but they have microphones and experience. And they will cut you down every single time. Yeah. And uh, and then you'll be escorted out, and then you can tell all your friends the next day of how you got mistreated at a comedy club because you were too you were funnier than the comedian. It's like no, you were a jerk, and you got kicked out of a nightclub. It's you know how hard it is to get kicked out of a bar. 
You know how much of a jerk you have to be to get kicked out of a bar? That's true. Yeah. It's like you you have to be a special kind of awful to be kicked out of a bar. I don't understand the mindset of the heckler. Is it because they want attention? I can't remember who was talking about this, but it was a comedian on a podcast who was talking about uh, there's two mindsets. One is, this is terrible. I need to ruin it more. I need to point it out. Or this is terrible and I need to save it by injecting my own humor into things. But I do think more than anything else, it's this isn't for me and no one's paying attention to me. So now I need to inject myself into the conversation. So one time there was this weird guy in the bar. He wasn't really playing and he wasn't really seriously drinking. I think he had like one beer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was on something or if he was just weird, mm-hmm. but he was weird and he was talking a lot and he came over and I was in a bad mood. So I was like, totally like no eye contact. Like don't look him in the eye. Do not engage with this person. But he goes up to another team and he's like, Hey, what do you think about this walk? And they're like, what? He's like, watch. And I don't know what he did because I wasn't looking at him. But I guess he just did some kind of walk that was not amazing or fantastic. And they're like, uh, what do you think about that walk? Um, (laughs) so he he ended up leaving (laughs) finally. (laughs) And we're all just, cracking up about it and then and then this guy got up to say what do you think about this walk and joke about it and he did something crazy and he ended up completely falling over on his back oh no and not spilling his drink (laughs) that's talent that's real talent i think we all applauded yeah yes we love that walk I had a place where one of the, this is getting now out of the audience, but one of the bar managers could not stop shouting out answers. What? So she was young and she was new. I would ask a question and she'd be like, oh, Mickey Mouse, like really loud. (laughs) At first I didn't see who was doing it. And I was like, okay, don't shout out answers. And then another answer got shouted out. It was like, oh, Janis Joplin. And I was like, who is, and I see it, and it's this girl who's, and she's covering her mouth like. Oh, my god! And she did it like four times in a night. And it was like, come on now. <laughs> so that's when I came up with the term genius Tourette's. It's like somebody, and I used that last night because somebody did the same thing at, at the Tacoma place, was they just blurted out an answer because they just knew it. And I was like, I call that genius Tourette's, where it's just like you know, that that word, that answer just pops into your head and you just cannot not say it. <laughs> I have meow rats. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's, that is, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. There's medication for that. <laughs> Is it fun? No. It's beer. (laughs) Nope, that makes it worse. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. This guy came in and started asking me about questions while I was setting up about the quiz. And he was starting his own quiz and was very excited about the quiz he was starting. You know, this is a place that we averaged maybe 15, 16 teams a night. I mean, we we pulled them in. But he was going to start his own quiz in another city kind of south of here. And he was talking about how revolutionary his quiz was going to be. And it's going to be this great thing and all the things they were going to do and, and how. And, and then started getting into how his quiz was going to be better than mine. And it's kind of went into this other area. Oh, my gosh. Of, and I was like, well, great. It wasn't camaraderie anymore. No, it was like it started <laughs> off as camaraderie. And then it was like how this was just going to be the better thing and I was basically going to go out of business. <laughs> so, and then he grabbed an answer sheet and was like, well, I'm going to play your quiz. Like, let's just see what you got. Yeah. It's like, okay. So he made it through one round, answered 
two questions. Both he got wrong. And then came up to me after the first round and said, your, your, your questions are not, they're no good. They're, they're, they're too hard. And I was like, well, the 16 other teams here <laughs> seem to be doing okay. I have gotten asked not to do quiz on a certain night. What do you mean? So <laughs> I've had this at places that show sports um, that I'll start setting up. And people will start coming in, getting tables. And again, you know, a lot of these places are at least 10 teams or more. And somebody will come up and go, can you just not do it tonight? When the sports are on, these people actually started to boo mm. me when when I'm singing my song. Oh. And the bartender was like, no, you do not boo her. Yeah. And they weren't booing me. They were booing that. I don't know. They couldn't hear the baseball anymore. Are you sure they weren't saying boo urns? <laughs> they might have been saying boo urns. I was saying boo urns. But I don't know why they would. I usually, m- most of the time, if people are complaining or heckling, I take it as you're not having a good day or a good life or a good whatever, and this is your time to take it out on somebody else. And I can take it. You know, I know that it's usually not personal. It's usually something else going on, yeah. and I just kind of roll with it. But when you start disrupting other people that are trying to have fun or start messing with the wait staff or trying to disrupt the game, uh, then you got to go. And as you're going, we're probably going to make fun of you. Yeah, that's actually the only good thing about the heckler is that usually I'm kind of quick-witted. Mm-hmm. And I'll say something and that will make everybody laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were saying before, if you're ever at a place that's doing quiz and you don't want to play, you can leave. Or not play. Or not play. (laughs) Or you know what you should do? Grab an answer sheet because it's free and see what happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might end up having a good time. Probably not. You're probably kind of a sourpuss. You're going to have a great time. Nah, I don't know. Let's get trivial. 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 I like to get <laughs> trivial. Hey, let's get, get into, into trivia. trivia. <laughs> You're new, new, new. I feel like we need a little meow right now. Get a meow. Shake that cat. <laughs> She's not going to do it. Oh, yeah. She's t- purring. You were telling all of all. Every, oh, there we go. That was a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, name that tune. It's time for the audio round. And our audio round this week is uh, St. Patrick's Day inspired. Uh, I'm going to play you seven clips from seven artists who were born in Ireland and uh, play popular music, rock music, I'll give you one point if you name the title of the song. I'll give you a second point if you can name the artist. Uh, 14 points possible. And, Monica, what is that great prize they're going to win? They will win a shout-out. You get shouted out on the podcast. When you do send those answers in to quizfix at gmail.com, be sure to give us your name and your location so we know where you're coming from and we know where you're going to. That was weird, but I'll say. Well, know anyway. where where you came from and where you go. Yeah. And where did you come from? Mm-hmm. Yes. Meow 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 meow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here is the audio round. Well, that was good. That was a good meow cue right there. <laughs> Your audio round starts meow. One. And the silicon chip inside a head gets switched to overload. Oh, and nobody's gonna go to school today. She's gonna make them stay at home. Two.
three. That was the audio round. Send in your answers to quizfix at gmail.com. Yes. And we'll say somebody's name. Yeah. Hopefully yours. Also, if you're not on iTunes, subscribe to iTunes. There's something that happens when you subscribe uh, that's good for us. I'm not exactly sure what that is. But uh, (laughs) subscribe, download, get on iTunes. Let us know that you're loving the podcast. You can review us there. Also, quizfix at gmail.com. Also, our website, quizfix.net, is all revamped and looking spiffy. So go to that Uh, and you can listen to the podcast there, look at pictures of winning teams. Also, your pets wearing headphones. We want them. We need them. Send those to quizfix at gmail.com as well. I think that about wraps it up. Do you got anything more to say? Um, Thank you for listening. That's the nicest thing you've said all day. That's the nicest thing I've said. Ever. Yeah. Monica's a meanie. We call her Minica. Nobody calls me that. Not yet. Just you wait. There's going to be a team called Minica next week. No. Uh, I say it in this microphone. It comes out on a piece of paper on Tuesdays. I love it. I love it. Power. All right. We're going to go sell the cats now. And uh, so if you're if you're looking for a couple of, well, just one cat in particular uh, that's causing all problems, uh, meet us over on the uh, corner of... We'll be the ones holding a meowie. The corner of Republicans? <laughs> oh, with that, we will see you next week. Bye. Let's get to the <laughs> 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 <laughs>